Hi. I'm aware that there's a flood of information on social media currently regarding boosting the immune system to enable us to best fight COVID-19. And some of that information is very helpful and following it can provide us with a sense of retaining at least some control in these unprecedented times, unprecedented at least in most of our lifetimes. What I haven't seen um, is just basic information around how our immune system works, information that will retain its usefulness once some form of new normality returns. So, this podcast shouldn't be more than 10 to 15 minutes, but you will hopefully find it helpful in looking after your own and your family's health, both now and in the future. Firstly, and as something of an aside, please be wary of anyone or anything promising to boost your immune system. What we are looking for is immune support. We do not want an immune system that is in overdrive. Overactive immune systems are the foundation of autoimmune diseases. So please forgive me if it seems pedantic, but I do believe that correct language is important when it comes to our health. So, our immune system. In general, um, there are two branches. So we have innate immunity and acquired immunity. Innate immunity is present from birth. It is fast responding to injury or invasion by pathogen but it is non-specific. And when I use the term pathogen, um, what I'm thinking of there are, are viruses, bacteria, parasites, etc., etc. Um, so yeah, it's non-specific. So in other words, the reaction will be largely the same regardless of the type of virus or bacteria that it is dealing with. Part of the innate response is inflammation and a raised temperature. The inflammation isolates the injury or pathogen and the raised temperature makes the environment less comfortable for any virus or bacteria, etc. The innate immune system includes barrier defences like our skin. So as we are washing our hands more often and they are possibly becoming dry, it is helpful to keep them moisturised to stop them chapping. Cracks in the skin are breaches in our barrier. So regardless of gender, get yourself some hand cream if your hands are starting to get quite dry. Um, our stomach acid also forms a barrier. Uh, you may have heard recommendations to keep sipping fluids throughout the day. Um, and that is why it is, uh, that's because rather, it's understood that COVID-19 stays in the throat for two to three days before it gets to our lungs and frequent drinks can wash the virus into our stomach where the acid destroys it. Keeping hydrated also supports our various mucous membranes, including those in the respiratory and digestive tracts. These membranes are also part of our barrier defences. There are a number of different immune cells, including messenger cells called cytokines. And these are responsible for fever and sleepiness when we're ill. And they also mobilize the acquired immune system and trigger what is called the acute phase response. 
And that's where the localized immune response, so that isolation of that virus or pathogen, uh, becomes systemic. So in other words, it becomes a whole body response with the objective of seeking out and destroying the antigen, disposing of damaged cells and being deactivated when the invader has been removed. Within acquired immunity, which is also known as adaptive immunity, we learn to recognise different invaders specifically and we produce antibodies which can remember that invader upon subsequent exposure. Um, and that enables a faster and more effective response. Second time around, we shouldn't become ill. And it's that response that immunisation programmes seek to mimic. So how do we support the various aspects and stages of the response? So in terms of nutrients, maintenance of those physical barriers is dependent upon adequate intakes of vitamins A, C, D, E, B6, B12, folate, and the minerals zinc and iron. Uh, now, as a group, those can be found in eggs, liver, red, orange, and green leafy veg, tomatoes, most fruits, nuts and seeds, oily fish, whole grains, and animal protein, pulses and seafood. Production and action of immune cells requires all of the previous plus magnesium, copper and selenium and those three can be found in green leafy veg, nuts and seeds, shellfish, whole grains, animal protein, eggs and dark chocolate. Production of antibodies requires vitamins a, C, D, E, B6, B12, folate, zinc, magnesium and selenium. Now, the alert among you will have noticed that the common nutrients for all of these functions are vitamins A, C, D and zinc. So, to reiterate and to make it a bit more specific for you, you can get vitamin A directly um, from animal produce like eggs and liver, or we can get it in the form of beta-carotene and our bodies convert that to vitamin A and we get beta-carotene in red, orange um, veggies, so like peppers, uh, sweet potatoes, squash, etc. and in green leafy veg. Vitamin C can be found in tomatoes, most fruits, sweet peppers, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and the other cruciferous vegetables, so like your um, spinach, pak choy, um, cauliflower, that kind of thing. The most important source of vitamin D is, as most of you are probably aware, it's direct sunlight. Um, but it can also be found in small amounts in oily fish, eggs, and mushrooms. In mushrooms particularly, the levels of vitamin D can be boosted if we leave those mushrooms on a sunny windowsill. And we get zinc in shellfish, whole grains, nuts and seeds, red meat, poultry and pulses. Now those lists are not exhaustive, but I think they're long enough for you to find something that is going to be doable for you. Now, unfortunately, um, nutrients are depleted 
as the immune system becomes increasingly active. And of course, that regrettably can coincide with a loss of appetite when we're ill. So you may be considering supplementation. Now, as far as that is concerned, I am only able to advise private clients on specific supplements, individuals whose case studies I have taken and I know what other supplements and or medications they're taking. But in general terms, I would recommend spending as much as you can if you're supplementing. Choose a reputable company that produces supplements as its core business. Um, and in doing so, you're more likely to get quality nutrients that you can optimally absorb rather than ones that are just going to pass straight through your gut. Um, now, on top of all of that, uh, we do need to look after the site of most of our immune system, which is our gut. Around 70% of our immune function is found in our intestines. Those we can keep happy by following a colourful, high-fibre diet, which includes lots of veg, some whole grains and some quality protein. And the, the most well-known model for this is the Mediterranean diet. We may also want to have a go at fermenting some vegetables for their probiotic qualities. Um, making your own sauerkraut, kimchi or kombucha is actually pretty straightforward. Um, and also that means that you are going to be getting the bacteria that are produced. Um, you're going to be getting it in those foodstuffs. A lot of the stuff that we buy off the shelf has been pasteurized. So effectively those, um, those bacteria have been destroyed. So if you're buying them off the shelf, check what it says in terms of pasteurization. So um, that's pretty much, I think that's more than enough information. Um, certainly for one day, I hope you have found that useful. Um, and helpful. Uh, do please reach out if you have any particular concerns um, and thank you for listening. <laughs>